The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Hello everyone, my name is Juliana Aiken. I'm the host of the Unfiltered podcast and a co-founder of Unfiltered. Today I'm interviewing Luciana Gerard. She's a registered counselor and narcissistic abuse specialist, and she will guide us through all the steps necessary to emotionally detach from a narcissist. Drawing from her personal experience of narcissistic abuse in relationships with parents, siblings, partners, and friends, along with her extensive study of academic research on narcissism, she's well equipped to help us navigate this journey of emotional detachment. So, in step one of this series, we examined what we crave in relationships with narcissists and looked at ways to fulfill these needs ourselves. Step two took us through the telltale signs of a narcissist. In step three, we delved into the drama triangle concept and its role in interactions with a narcissistic individual. Step four centered around the tough realization that we can't change the narcissistic individual. In step five, we explored the process of building ourselves up. Today, we are diving into the all-important subject of setting boundaries. After Luciana explains boundaries and how to set them with narcissistic people, we'll have an important exercise at the end of this podcast. So make sure to listen all the way through and have a pen and paper ready. Together with the previous and forthcoming steps, this sixth step about boundaries will better equip us to emotionally detach from individuals displaying narcissistic traits. Let's get started. So today, most of this that I'm going to talk about today is taken from this book called Boundaries by um, Adeline Birch. It's Boundaries After Pathological Relationship. So it's perfect for narcissistic relationships. Um, it's only a few pounds, I think, to buy. Um, and it's just a small little book. It's just fantastic. So, yeah, so most of the information that I'm going to talk about today is from this book. So, um, yes, just so that people know where, I, where I'm getting my content from. So, okay, so I'll just get plunging into it then. Yeah, please. So the first question really is, what are boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just a set of limits, really, that keep us safe. So if we had children, we would be very careful about where we allowed our children to go, who we would let near our children, who we would let touch our children. Um, the same with dogs or pets or vulnerable old people or just vulnerable people. Um, so whilst it's completely acceptable that we would have boundaries around these people or, or pets that we take care of, for some reason when it comes to ourselves, we seem to be able to let our boundaries just go and it's okay because it's only me, <laughs> mm. you know. So it's just it's just some limits to keep us safe. And especially, of course, when we're in a narcissistic relationship, um, because narcissistic people just don't respect somebody else's boundaries. So there's a few kinds of different boundaries. So the physical boundaries is who, you know, who can enter your personal space, who can touch you and under what, you know, what, what circumstances. 
um, mental boundaries. That's, you know, that you have the right to express your own thoughts and opinions. Um, whether somebody else agrees or disagrees, it doesn't matter. Um, then there's emotional boundaries. Um, that's just being free, to, again, to express your emotions. Um, and also this is just to protect you from harmful manipulations from other people. So when people make you feel guilty, for example, mm. um, yeah, you have the right to, or they, they make you feel angry, you know, you have the right to express that anger or that guilt, whatever you want, you can express it. Um, okay, so there's also material boundaries. So this is like you you know you can determine whether you want to lend something to somebody or not if you have a brand new pair your pair of shoes or a nice coat and somebody wants to borrow it well no you i don't want you to borrow it it's brand new and i've just bought it for myself and i'm not lending you my coat and that's okay <laughs> mm -hmm. you know um okay and the last one is spiritual boundaries which is just relating to your beliefs and your experiences in connection with a higher power. You can believe what you want to believe. It doesn't matter if somebody else disagrees or not. You, you know what you believe. So they're the kind of boundary sort of areas that we'll, we'll talk about today. So in all relationship, it's crucial to have boundaries just to keep ourselves safe. However, narcissistic people don't respect boundaries. Narcissistic individuals chip away at our boundaries, basically for their power and to make sure that we comply with what they want. So, and if we don't comply or we have a boundary and we assert it, then they're very good at saying, oh, you know, you're too sensitive or something like this, just because we don't agree. And then that often leads us to allowing them and even making excuses for their awful behaviours, which normally we wouldn't allow. Um, <clears throat> so the signs of having weak boundaries, a lot of us feel like this, I think, that you feel resentful, you're apologising all the time, you're sort of going against your personal values. Um, it might be you let somebody touch you when it makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, saying yes when you actually want to say no or vice versa. Uh, not calling someone out who mistreats you, maybe because you're fear of conflict. Um, staying silent for fear of conflict. Um, and ignoring things just to keep the peace. So these are all things that really, um, ideally, we would be standing up to, to keep our boundaries strong and maintaining our boundaries. But oftentimes it's just easier just to let them go and oh well it doesn't matter they didn't mean that we make mm. excuses and let them off so why do we this is the next question why do we have weak boundaries in the first place mm. so is this because we're a people pleaser we just like to you know please everybody and um, for fear of conflict normally um, is it because we're in the rescuing mode all the time from the drama triangle um, so are we rescuing people, even if people don't want help, but we're still helping them out? Um, is this, does it go back to your childhood? Did you have narcissistic parents or a narcissistic teacher um, where you were taught that you weren't allowed to stand up for yourself? So all it's difficult with children because we get taught so many different rules um, at home and at school. And really a lot of it is 
completely against having boundaries. <laughs> you know, um, it's not really acceptable. I mean, it wasn't in my day acceptable to go to school and not do what the teacher said. And, you know, if the teacher says jump, you jump. And, you know, um, I think nowadays it's much better. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's difficult because you can't really assert boundaries at school or maybe in the past you couldn't. Um, and yet boundaries are so important in normal day-to-day -day life, you know. So, yeah, so, I mean, the word no, that was a big one for me personally. I know that no was, I was never allowed to say no. <laughs> that was like a swear word in our family. Um, setting limits um, and just thinking about our needs um, that's considered rude oh you're thinking about you know yourself that's that's not rude we need to think about our needs um, it's also considered selfish and not acceptable um, and it can lead to us feeling guilty um, giving us a fear of abandonment um, yeah um, also are we in that rescuing role all the time and are we just being a doormat? <laughs> Do you have that same expression in your language? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes, in, okay, in Finnish. Yeah. <laughs> so just letting somebody else walk all over you all the time, that's not, that's not acceptable. Um, yeah, it's, it's also, um, it's proving to them that their needs are more important than our own. So if we, you know, I was trained that you have to put the everybody else before me. So that meant that everybody else was way more important and I was at the bottom. And that's not the case. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm above and I'm more important than everybody else. No, I'm just saying that we're all equal. Actually, we're all important. And that's that. But I'm not going to be putting somebody else's importance above my own anymore <laughs> you know i wouldn't i've in the past i've um what's the word i've given up things for other people um and it's been to my detriment so if it's to your detriment then that's not good that's not healthy you know by all means help somebody else but not if it's to your detriment so okay so the next question is then what are our needs so, I mean, this could be, you know, from things like to be listened to, to be accepted, to be loved, understood, respected, valued, trusted, even our existence to be acknowledged. Um, they are just, you know, our needs are just as important as somebody else's. Okay, so boundaries, they are limits that protect ourself, our energy, our health our priorities, our happiness. It doesn't make us selfish. <laughs> uh, manipulative people won't like it when we have boundaries because they can't manipulate us as easy, mm -hmm. as easily. Um, boundaries protect us against manipulative people. Um, and it can also help prevent against abuse. And this can be physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse such as humiliation, shaming, criticism, manipulation, financial, social, like by isolating. So all of these things. So yeah, boundaries are very important. So I'm going to read now, which is directly from this boundaries book, um, because she's written down some um, 
examples. Um, so the first bit she talks about are human rights. So we all have we all have human rights, and um, just because we're human and we're you know born on this planet. Um, so I, I copied down a few of these just straight from the book. Um, so I'm just going to read a few of these just to give your listeners an idea of our human rights. Once I read them, most people I think will go, oh yeah. And so sort of at a deep level, you know that you have that human right. But it's sometimes if we haven't been aware of it properly, consciously, then just by hearing it, you'll go, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, thank you, please. <laughs> So I have the right to my own needs and feelings and to have them be as important as anyone else's. I have the right to not be held responsible for other people's feelings. This is a really big one with narcissistic people because oftentimes we try to um, help them with their emotions because they can't always cope with their emotions. So if they come back from work in a foul mood, you know, um, we often, oh, try and calm them down, placate the situation, cheer them up, you know, make them a nice dinner, um, be the clown, be the funny one, be the entertainment, tell some nice happy stories. We do everything to change their emotional state. But actually, it's not our responsibility. We are not responsible for that other person's feelings. Mm -hmm. So I have the right to change my mind. This is a big one too with narcissistic people. Oh, you said that we could do that. <clears throat> um, and it's just, it's not acceptable by many narcissistic individuals if we change our mind. I don't know why, but it's just not. <laughs> mm. so, but we have the right to change our mind. Mm. We have the right to make mistakes too. That's okay to make a mistake. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's funny how when with narcissistic people, they often might say that, well, everyone makes mistakes. So it yeah. was just a mistake or like, of course, I can change my mind. Like, like uh, that would be so rigid if I like uh, couldn't change my mind. But then when the roles are reversed, <laughs> then exactly. all of a sudden you. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Different. <laughs> always, isn't it? From the other side. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, okay, so I have the right to choose who I spend time with and who I share my body with. It's our right. We can share our body with who we want. Basically, we can say no at any time and we can say no, that's not acceptable. Um, I have the right to be listened to respectfully. So that's a good one. <laughs> so even if the other person doesn't agree, they need to respect what we're saying and listen to it. I have the right to say no. I have the right to set limits and boundaries. I have the right to walk away from any relationship that I determine is not good for me. So that's important too. Um, and then one more, I have the right to have these basic human rights and I have the right to stand up for them. So like I say, that's all taken from this boundaries book. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the foundation. Once you realize that we have human rights, that's the foundation then. And on top of those, then we can put down some boundaries, if that makes sense. Um, again, just to keep us safe. This is all about keeping us safe. It's not necessarily about preventing people from coming in. 
it's just keeping us so we can have intimate relationships as normal but it's just keeping it's keeping us safe that so they don't really damage us or harm us hmm. I, I feel like the way i see boundaries or what came to my mind at least right now it's like a filter like who do you let in exactly. like because you like like you said narcissistic people or manipulative or high conflict or you know toxic people they do not like boundaries and then it, when you set those boundaries you will immediately notice that okay that reaction was weird i was just setting my own boundary and then you can make decisions that do you continue the relationship or do you continue seeing that person so it's kind of almost like a filter that who gets who gets to get more close to you for example exactly yeah it's a perfect test i think i said this at the very end <clears throat> it's actually the perfect test to weed out the narcissistic or manipulative people mm -hmm. because they're the very people who will not respect any of your boundaries and they won't you know they just won't have it so really if somebody's not respecting your boundaries at all then that's a huge red flag mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so um yes if you can just cut it there and then right that's that they're not respecting my boundaries you know because I've certainly been very easy in the past at lowering my boundaries and oh well it doesn't matter you make excuses don't you but um yeah it's really important to keep your boundaries it's also helpful for the other person that they know where they stand with you then so it sort of it not only keeps you safe but it also keeps them safe in a way because they know how far they can go you know so it's yeah it's kind of helping both sides well, in a non-narcissistic way, it should. So, okay. So from now that we know our human rights, that was just a few that I've selected from the book. And um, she goes into it in a lot more detail in the book. So from that, their human rights, then we can make up our boundaries. Um, and again, these can be physical boundaries, our mental boundaries, our emotional, material and spiritual boundaries. So, and somebody pointed out to me the other day as well, these are all, I will not, blah, 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 blah. But you can also change it to be the more positive um, slant on it all. So, um, yeah, that was just a, a you know, a, a personal preference. Mm. So, um, okay. So, I again, I've just copied a few of these from her book. I will not go against my personal values, rights, or need to please others. So if somebody, if you're feeling a bit, oh, that's, I don't really like doing this, or it goes against my personal values. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a, <laughs> a warning sign. Um, okay, next boundary. I will, not, I will not be involved in a relationship with anyone who tells lies. So even if you find, you know, a new partner, oh, they've told a lie, that's that. Mm. Yeah. This can also lead then people go, oh, well, how many times, how many chances will I give them? You know, if you, I mean, is it the case that you just give them one chance and then you're like, right, that's it, you've lied, that's it, I'm out of here. Or do you say, oh, well, I'll give them two chances or three chances or five chances or 10 chances or a hundred chances. It depends on, on the person, doesn't it? How mm. many chances they are willing to, to give mm. or to allow. 
you know because yeah. i know i have before i've given way too many chances way too many and i hear that you know again all the time from my clients that they've just let people off and oh it's okay and you make excuses so that's kind of a thing that you need to have in your head perhaps before you enter into the next relationship how many chances am i prepared to give you know if you're prepared to give more than one um, okay, the next boundary, I will not lend money to anyone who I haven't known and trusted for many years. Mm. That's a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> really good one. I agree. Because we've all been there, you know, especially the narcissistic person. Oh, I've just lost my job or I've just whatever, I've lost this. I can't find my wallet. Any, I don't know. And you land up dishing out all your money. Oh, <laughs> um okay the next one i will not tolerate abusive behavior of any kind so that includes belittling humiliating shouting hitting giving the silent treatment uh, criticizing all of these things like they are abusive behaviors um so yeah um i will not be involved with anyone who becomes controlling jealous or possessive that's just a classic as well for narcissistic people who are very controlling very jealous and always possessive <laughs> so um okay last one i will not be involved with anyone who mistreats people or animals so which again is is fair enough i think yeah so, yeah it's quite a good sign when you know if you're just if you've just met somebody and you go out for dinner in a nice restaurant how well are they, are they speaking to the waitress you know are they being rude to them or are they being nice are they treating people in general with a bit of respect or are they being a bit aggressive and you know all these little signs that perhaps you're on your first date you perhaps don't notice <laughs> mm. you know but the chances are if they're treating that person like that now, they might be treating you like that in a few more weeks or months. Yeah. Okay, so I just have a few more points. Mm, yeah. um, so one is having boundaries just lets the other person know where they stand and they let, it lets them know where you will. It lets them know what you will and will not tolerate. So it is absolutely crucial to have boundaries. Um, you don't need to defend yourself. If someone is not respecting your boundaries, they are not respecting you. Mm. So, and that's that. You don't need to say, oh no, but I need this boundary because this book said that and give them a big long explanation. No, if they're not respecting your boundaries, they're not respecting you and that's that. Yeah. Um, you can set consequences if they do not respect your boundaries. This might be scary, but only do so if you will actually carry them out. So it's no good saying, oh, that's it. If you have another partner um, at the same time as me, if you do that again, I'm going to leave. But then the next time they do it, you don't leave. That just kind of takes away any value that you have at all. So set a consequence if you have if you have another partner at the same time as me again, I'm going to leave and do do it. You know, I know it's very frightening. So that's why I say don't don't just say these boundaries without meaning it. 
you have to mean, no, I will leave you if you do that again. Um, okay, most people will respect your boundaries, as would you. So most of us, again, I, I probably said this to you before, if you say, oh, no, Luciana, I can't do this today at this time, I'd say, oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> that would be that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's only when there's a bit of manipulation or a bit of narcissism in there, that's when people start feeling a bit, oh, oh gosh, you know, mm. you can feel yourself getting a bit tense. Um, okay, so manipulative people and narcissistic people test your boundaries and they just don't respect them at all and that's that. So this is my final bit, asserting your boundaries is the perfect test to weed out manipulative and narcissistic people. So it's, yes, it is, it's the perfect way because a lot of my clients, they're very scared about meeting other narcissistic partner again in mm -hmm. the future. But really, if you have boundaries um, and assert your boundaries, that's, that's you, you can weed out any manipulative or narcissistic people because mm. they won't stand for your boundaries and that's that. <laughs> mm. uh, because you have clients and uh, in your experience, have you know, what have you noticed? What is the thing that people most struggle with when it comes to boundaries? Having any boundaries. Having any of them? Yes. Yes. Uh, so you mostly see that the biggest struggle is that people, they come to you, you talk and you notice that they don't have any boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Because usually they've been raised by, with a narcissistic person somewhere in the dynamic. So they haven't been allowed to have boundaries. Okay. So they've, you know, they've grown up, for example, with a narcissistic mum. So they've never been allowed to say no, they've never been allowed to have, you know, they can just come, your parents can just come into your bedroom whenever they want. Um, there was never any special private space for you. Um, you weren't allowed to decide what you wanted to wear. Um, you know, you, had, you weren't allowed to have any boundaries, you know. So then you kind of just get used to it and you just go through life not having any boundaries. Mm. Okay, in that case, it might feel like overwhelming this whole concept of boundaries if it's so kind of foreign to you. When you do have clients that you notice that they don't have any boundaries and have gone through life basically without any boundaries, yeah. what do you say to them? Like, hey, first step that you should do is this. And what is, like, yeah, what do you advise the very first thing? Well, I never give advice, you see, because I'm a counsellor. <laughs> I'm a humanistic counsellor. So I don't give advice. I help people, um, you know, find their own answers, their own solutions in themselves. Okay. They, you know, I believe people know themselves what the best thing for them is, you know, to do is. So I try and help them find their own clear answers. So... Um, we would normally talk about human, you know, your human rights. Mm. Um, you know, I I'm usually quite good at just saying, have you bought this book? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and get the book and then they read it. And then the next week we have a good discussion about what your human rights are and what your boundaries are. Because it's mm. up to each person to make up their own boundaries. Mm. You know, so what the, you know, in this book, they, they've given some examples of, you know, where you can start. 
but you can make up your own too you know so if you for example you know if you don't want somebody to be phoning you or calling you late you know don't call me after 10 o'clock at night that's a boundary you know or if you can allow somebody who can call you at two in the, in the morning that's okay if you if you want that that's fine but i personally cannot tolerate somebody calling me at two o'clock in the morning so please i ask that you respect my boundary that you call me before 10 o'clock for example mm-hmm. you know um yeah okay okay uh so. yeah and uh have you noticed that if you do have clients and then two of you explore the topic of boundaries and they come to your office in a state where they basically do not have any boundaries and then over time they do start to explore ask themselves what well what are my boundaries and how can i take small steps to enforcing them have you seen often the that once they start doing that that their like mental and overall well-being increases yes a lot this is one of the biggest signs um because i think once you start uh, usually we you might do a, a couple of experiments um by asserting a, a boundary with somebody who's you know um I don't know, somebody who's not a really, really close friend, but somebody who's kind of on the outline, mm. um, on the outline, on the outs, on the outside kind of thing. Um, so maybe with somebody who works in the local shop, I don't know, and just putting on a boundary there, for example, just having a little experiment to see how that goes. And then once they've done that, then they can work up to, you know, putting in more boundaries with their family and stuff and friends. Um, but most people are very surprised at how easy it is <laughs> because if you've been used to not having any boundaries at all then it's quite a scary thought oh gosh what if they say no and what are they going to how they're going to be rude to me are they going to start getting angry but really it's it's so easy just to say it it's you know and most people are very um, accommodating so it's all fine so i think once you've had a few practices then you get into the hang of it and you see how beneficial it is for everybody, you know, and then of course it just becomes a part of your life and your life is suddenly so much easier mm. because you've got some solid boundaries in place and people know where they are with you. Mm. So that's, yeah, I know it can be very, very, very scary to begin with, but um, it's always, people are always just thrilled after the first few attempts and the first few practices and all oh, this is this is easier than i thought mm, can go on. Yeah. <laughs> and can you talk about uh, so because we talked about that usually manipulative toxic or narcissistic people if you do set a boundary with them they do not respect it mm. and well yeah one way we can see that someone doesn't respect our boundaries that if we ask them not to do something and then they actually do it that's kind of pretty clear ex- example but are there some other quote-unquote sneakier ways that someone might like disrespect your boundary that is not like clear to you it might make you just feel a little bit like odd but can you talk about some like sneakier ways of someone disrespecting your boundaries? Hmm. What? Hmm. Do you mean like if somebody says, if you say, um, 
Uh, what? So going back to the phone call, don't call me after 10 o'clock at night. Do you mean if they start calling you at 5 to 10? That, yeah, I wasn't thinking of that, but yeah, that could be like, it's like, I'm trying to so think of an close. example. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, yes, because there are, yes, you're right. It's, it's, um, it's sort of not, it's not respecting your boundary, but it sort of almost is. So again, it puts you in this dilemma, is that acceptable or not? So like I said, you know, if we if we say, right, don't call me at, after 10 o'clock at night and somebody phones you at 10, you know, two minutes past 10. So that would be up to you then. Oh, well, do you let them off or not? Hopefully that person will say, no, it's, it's after 10 o'clock and I'm not going to answer the phone, <laughs> you know. Um, but then again, it's OK if they phone at 5 to 10. Um, okay, I'm going to accept the, uh, accept the call, but at 10 o'clock, I am stopping the call. Mm, yeah. Because that's, that will be, you know, um, encroaching on my boundary. So you can have a four and a half minute conversation and then that's that. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. So. All right. All right. Yeah. Can you and think of I... any other examples that you, that you mean? Uh, I was thinking, yeah, that like. I was thinking kind of uh, gaslighting also that if you do state a boundary with someone and they make a joke about it and you are in the beginning stages of getting to know them. So you might sometimes when you are getting to know, you are getting to know someone, you uh, like they are just like, how do I explain this? Well, you are you are in a car and you t talk to them and then you, you know, for example, they, they, uh, what would they do? Uh, they start to, I don't know, shake in next to you or just like distract you somehow. And you're like, hey, uh, please sit, sit there and, uh, you know, let me drive because I need to focus. And then yeah. they're like, come on, like uh, you can't, you, you don't want to have a little bit fun and turning the music up and, you know, just laughing there. And, you know, that might be, that might make you like uncomfortable or other, other thing could be like you set a boundary that, hey um if they make a joke about for example your appearance that could be on the line of was that insulting or not and then yeah. you you know state your boundary that hey uh, please don't make comments about my appearance and then they are like again making it a joke using like yeah. hey like uh why why you are so like can't you just mm, how do you take say yeah i can't yeah can't you just take it take a joke yeah, yeah. But that is them not respecting your boundary. The mm. person in the car who is like moving with the music or whatever, <laughs> live music, that's not respecting your boundary, is it? Mm. So, you know, if you say, no, please you know, stop moving or turn the music off or whatever, um, and they continue, that's them not respecting your boundary. Mm. So mm. Then it's up to you. Do you stop the car in the middle of the road and tell them to get out? Or do you <laughs> drive them home and then tell them to get out? You know, it's up mm. to you then. Yeah. That person's not respecting your boundary. Yeah, yeah. And and in situations I was thinking like what if they actually do stop moving, but then they try to make you feel guilty. And that's like I, I'm just like trying to think that um like that, that people don't get confused that well, okay, they stopped moving, so they are respecting my boundary, but then it comes the afterwards kind yes. of they drop the manipulation bomb like trying yeah, to make uh, you feel stupid or or dramatic or something. Yeah. 
So that again is a sign of them actually not respecting your boundary. Okay. So, yeah. That. So yes, because yeah, trying to manipulate you afterwards or make you feel guilty. Oh, you're so sensitive and all of this. That's just that's not respecting you mm-hmm. again. So um, yeah, yes, I I I I understand now where you're coming from. It is it's so it's on the surface it's superficially accepting the boundary, but yeah. actually it's not. <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah well i think yeah. that's that's like important to kind of clarify that Definitely. when you and like like you said also about like if you do have a, I mean that you have to be really clear what are your boundaries what does it actually mean and like when you do start to explore your boundaries and what they are that you think a little bit like deep deeper okay if my boundary is this what does it actually mean in real life and in my yeah. life what it means so that when different scenarios and situations come up you know very exactly. deeply what what is your boundary yes. yes yeah that's the best thing you can do is have a really if you can write them down right now write them down in a big list um of all the boundaries that you want to have in your life um just and you know before you go on a first date or a second date or whatever just to have a read through of them all just to check, oh yes, I believe this. It's sort of getting these boundaries into your bones mm. so that they will not, you know, um, they will not be broken. And really, if somebody is trying to manipulate you or talk around it, or maybe sometimes they'll do it once or twice, they'll turn the music off, you know, for the next two journeys, then the third time they'll be back to moving and, and music on mm. that still, you're not respecting my boundary. Mm. You know, so then it's up to you. Do you, you know, I'm going to tell you this again today. Again, how many chances do you give? Do you let them have two two turns and the second time that's it, you're out? Or do you give them more chances? It's up to you. You know, because one thing is setting boundaries. The other thing is um, is maintaining boundaries, mm. which again, with narcissistic people or manipulative people, it can be really, really boring and oh gosh, here we go again, making a big argument and a big deal out of every boundary. Yeah. And of course, initially you think, oh, well, it's worth it because I'm setting my boundaries and that's good, you know, but if this has to be every single time, it's not worth it Mm. because they're just trying to, again, they're trying to manipulate you and not respect your boundaries, you know, so it's ridiculous isn't it when you think about it honestly oh yeah yeah, it should be so easy and so simple yeah yeah. exactly exactly but yeah i think uh do you have some other uh, points about today's topic the boundaries i just can't explain express enough how important it is Really, once you have boundaries for every aspect of your life, for every area, this is at home with friends, um, you know, with social people, I don't know, everything. It's just crucial to have some good boundaries. So like I say, if you can write them out first, have them solid in your head. Um, yeah, and also how many chances you're willing to give people. Mm. If you're willing to give them more than one chance, um, you know. And just being aware, gosh, they're, you know, they're telling me that I'm being too sensitive or I'm being a bit silly. That's because they're trying to manipulate me. Mm. You know? 
Um, but I have the, my human right, I have my, the human right to see this and this is my boundary to have boundaries and set limits. Um, if you have a good proper understanding of it, then I think that should make it a bit more solid inside you and it will be easier to um, maintain. Most of the time when you set boundaries and you, you know, set them properly at the beginning, mostly then if it's not narcissistic people um they will be respected and, that, and it'll just make a difference in a good way to the relationship yeah however with with narcissistic or manipulative people it usually they just will not respect them so then it becomes a dilemma what do i do do i leave or do i do i stay or do i go that um so yes <laughs> I just think now I, w- I would not put up with anybody who doesn't respect my boundaries. Mm. You know? And I'm not asking for anything majorly like, oh, you have to go and buy me dinner every time you go out. I don't know. I'm not, nothing like that. That's just what I, what I will and will not tolerate. You know, I won't tolerate abusive behavior anymore, you know, which is good. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> yes. Now that Luciana has taught us a lot about boundaries, let's do a quick exercise. Make sure you have your pen and paper ready. And remember, you can always pause this whenever you need to. So this is five step exercise that helps you set and well, first identify and then set those boundaries with difficult individuals like narcissistic people. So the step number one is self-reflection. So Identify what makes you uncomfortable or what you feel is not right. This could be certain behaviors or patterns you have noticed from the narcissist that makes you feel upset, taken advantage of or violated. So please write these down. And the step number two would be to define your boundaries. So once you have identified the issue, decide what your boundary will be. These boundaries should reflect your needs and values. For example, if you feel overwhelmed by constant contact, your boundary might be that you won't answer calls or texts from this person during certain hours. And note here where when I said that these boundaries should reflect your needs and values, that really first step when we are thinking about our boundaries is to know ourselves so if you are for example you don't know what your needs are or what your values are it's really hard to set these boundaries in the first place because then you will be struggling to identify these boundaries so knowing ourselves really is is a essential step whenever we need to and want to set boundaries um yeah so after identifying and defining your boundaries Step number three would be to plan your conversation. And when I, when I say plan your conversation, and when we are talking about narcissistic individuals, um, it's not likely going to go well, the, the, the interaction with the narcissistic person when you are setting these boundaries. But anyways, for your own uh, comfort and well-being, and if you feel very anxious about setting the boundaries, I think it's important to try to plan this conversation and maybe practice uh, saying these boundaries um, before you actually say it to the narcissistic person. So you could prepare to articulate your boundaries clearly and you could, you can always use I statements, but uh, I, 
like many relationship books and uh, sources say that yes use use i statements to express how you feel for example i feel disrespected when you do blank so you when you do something and uh, my personal opinion and so i'm not a professional or anything so please consult your uh, own therapist or mental professional so they can really give good guidance to your own specific situation but what i have felt is that if i set a boundary like that that i say i use i statements in a way that i tell the narcissistic person how i feel or how i or that i express what i need even that gives too much information. For example, let's use the example of feeling overwhelmed by the constant communication. So in that situation, I would say, I won't be able to answer your calls or texts between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. But in a, and what we often read from relationship books and, uh, you know, you know, how to assert your needs and wants in a healthy relationship. And in healthy relationship, all this works fine and it's all right because you don't have to worry about the other person exploiting your vulnerabilities later on and, and you know, stuff like that. You don't need to worry about that. But in a healthy relationship, you might say, I feel overwhelmed when you call me multiple times during work hours. I need to focus on my job. So here... You are saying, I feel, so you are expressing how you feel. And then you are saying, I need to focus on my job. So here you are expressing also what you need. And in my opinion, this is giving too much information for the narcissist. And therefore, I would only say, I won't be able to answer your calls or texts between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And that's it. You kind of leave out the part where you express your needs and wants or your feelings because you need to protect yourself from uh, from uh, possible manipulation later on or them exploiting your wants and needs and vulnerabilities. So in this step three, really like think how you can communicate the boundary very, very simple way and very short and without expressing your feelings and needs and I mean, and uh, and this is just my experience. So yeah, please consult your own therapist or mental health professional so you can discuss about your own individual situation. But yeah, I thought this was an important thing to share. And so the step number four would be then asserting your boundaries. So speak with the narcissist when they are calm and more likely likely to listen. And um, it doesn't mean that they still will will listen if they are calm. But what I mean by this, that if they are in the middle of rage or in some other intense emotion, it might be best to not to talk about your boundaries because they are, uh, yeah, they're even less likely to listen anything you say. But yeah, so be assertive, calm and firm as you communicate your boundaries and avoid getting drawn into arguments or justifications. So if they try to minimize your boundary or ask questions about it and just, you know, try to debate your boundary with them, remember that you don't need to justify or argue your boundaries. They are about your needs and well-being and you have the right to assert, assert them. And um, setting boundaries, it can lead to short-term discomfort and conflict, especially with narcissistic individuals because they don't like boundaries and it probably will lead to some type of conflict. But this is a necessary step towards greater peace of mind for you in the long term. 
the step number five would be follow through and this is often the most challenging part but this is so so important and the reason this is challenging is because we are dealing with a toxic or narcissistic individual with healthy people setting boundaries is not that hard like people usually listen to you they respect you they understand your point of view and they do not uh, repeat it they don't repeatedly violate your boundaries so you don't need to you don't really need to like pay attention that much to the follow through part because you really you often don't need this with healthy healthy in healthy relationships but anyway so when you are dealing with narcissistic individuals you need to pay attention to the step number 5 which is the follow through so you need to maintain consistency in enforcing your boundaries even when the narcissist reacts negatively or tries to push back So when setting boundaries with a narcissist, you are likely to encounter resistance and this resistance can take so many forms. It could be anger, guilt tripping or withdrawal. So for example, silent treatment. And that's why it's essential to identify the consequences that will take place if your boundaries are violated. And it's equally important to hold yourself accountable and ensure that you follow through with these consequences. So really think about what consequences you are ready to follow through with. Don't say, like Luciana said, do not set boundaries and consequences that you are not then that you are not then able to follow through with. And Yeah, whenever you are setting boundaries with a difficult, manipulative or narcissistic person, what has helped me uh, is to understand that it's outside of our control to set boundaries with narcissists without provoking a negative response. And their reaction, it's more about their inability to respect boundaries and less about you. It's a reflection of their struggles not a reflection of the validity of your boundaries. Uh, if you found this exercise helpful and are interested in similar ones, I have put together a PDF for you. It includes seven exercises that will assist you in identifying and setting boundaries while growing more comfortable doing so. You can download this PDF for free. Just check the podcast notes for the link. So I hope that has been helpful today. I'm sure it has and uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode and thank you Luciana so much for coming to educate us about this important topic today it was really helpful yeah thank you yes it's been good to talk about this If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the episode with your friends and family. Have a wonderful rest of your day and see you in the next episode.